Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sideline Sports. I'm Travis, here with my two friends today, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hola. And Ben, our newest guest. Hello, Ben. Hola. Okay, before, before we get to our NFL playoff predictions and Patriots schedule, we're going to let Ben take it away. He's made a bracket of the NBA playoffs, and he's going to share it with us and give us some insight. Ben, to you. Okay, so um, if the playoffs were going to begin now, the Bucks would obviously have the number one seed, and they're and they were on pace for sixty wins this season, and they would have faced up against the number eight Orlando Magic, which. When you look at this matchup, there's not much of a question here. The Bucks are a much better team, so they should easily advance to the second round. And then, how Ben? How many games do you think the Bucks are going to win in? And it's the Magic sweep. And as the Bucks are a much more experienced team, I think they're easily going to take down the Magic in, in five games, four to one, and. We're going to our second matchup. The number four Heat will take on the number five Pacers. And Heat are a much stronger team. I think they have a lot more talent. And I think they'll easily be able to defeat the Pacers in uh, not not too close, but six games, which should be a fun series. And now on to the third matchup in the East, the number three Celtics. We're going to take on the number six 76ers. And it's a big difference in the seeding, but obviously these two teams have very similar records. But I think the Celtics are a younger team, and they're more athletic. And I just think that they have what it takes. I think they're a better team overall, and they're going to beat the Sixers in six games against same as the Pacers four to two. In our last matchup in the East, the number two Raptors taking on the number seven Brooklyn Nets. Now, Kyrie has obviously been struggling ever since his grandfather passed away last year. He's just not been the same. And I think he's going to continue to struggle in the playoffs, and the Raptors are easily going to beat the next quarter one. Ben, I think Kyrie's actually going to be out for the rest of the season with um, knee surgery. Nope. Or, sorry, uh, Kyrie's going to be out for the rest of the season with shoulder surgery, oh, yeah, but Kevin Durant might be back. Um... I think I think Kevin Durant is still healing, and, and I don't think they're going to risk it, considering that considering that they're in seventh seed. You know, it's just not yeah. worth Ben, I also have something to say about the Celtics versus Sixers. I think the East this year. I mean, the difference between the three and the six seed in the East, it's not much at all. I think it's like three or two or three games, four games maybe, but. I think the Sixers could easily win this series. I have the Celtics winning in seven, but I'm not sure that the Sixers are going to make it easy at all for them. I don't think they will. Okay. Uh, and um, Embiid and Simmons have been struggling with injuries in the second half of the season, and I think it's just going to prevent them from being 100% in the playoffs because all the stars see an increase in minutes in the playoffs. And I don't think they can be 100% considering what happened. Okay. Now we, now we got Lakers versus Grizzlies, Ben. Yeah. The 
Lakers, there's really no question about this. The Grizzlies have John Moran, but he's a rookie, and that's pretty much it. I think the Lakers, with their experience, are going to blow past the Grizzlies 4-0. I think just going to sweep them. And second matchup in the West, the number four Jazz are taking out the number five Thunder. But the Thunder have really surprised me this season. And once Russell Westbrook and Paul George left, I feel like everybody thought that they were just going to tank, but they've really surprised me this season. And I think they're going to upset the Jazz because they're not a team that you can back off on. And they play hard, and I think they have what it takes to beat the Jazz. And I think they're going to move on. The okay, before you move on, I have some thoughts on this series. I think the Jazz are a much better team than some people give them credit for. They have good talent on that team. They have Mitchell and a good defender and Gobert. But the Thunder, they don't impress me overly. I mean, they're a solid team. They've exceeded their expectations this year with Chris Paul. But I think the Jazz are just flat out better. I have them winning in six. I'm going to have to disagree here. I like OKC, they're, just, they're so much better at the guard position because all the Jazz have is Donovan Mitchell. OKC has Truder, Paul, and Shea Gillis-Alexander. Three amazing guards. I think Adams can match Gobert at the center. So I think OKC has to take the series. Maybe. Now the third matchup in the West, we have the number three Nuggets going up against the number six Rockets. I really had to think about this, but I think that the Rockets small ball has really been shining uh, ever since Capella left. And the Nuggets don't really have a lot of stars except uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic. And I think Harden is just going to step up in the playoffs. And they're going to get past the Nuggets in six games. Yes, I also have the Ro- I have the Rockets going deep in the playoffs this year. I think they have a really talented team. And they probably have the most potential out of any of the teams to exceed expectations. Because the West, like the Rockets are a sixth seed in the West. If they were in the East... They'd probably be like a three or four seed. So they have a lot of potential to make a, make a run this year. I think Rockets, they're still going to win in seven. But you can't go deep and play without a really good big man. Every team's shown that. Who is the Rockets' big man now? Exactly. Jeff Green is the tallest player of the Rockets. He's 6'8". <laughs> That's pretty pathetic. I mean, if they still had Capella, I think no question that they're dominating. But... They have Westbrook and Harden, and that's really just a two-person show. Okay, moving on to the Bron- – I mean, not the Broncos, the wrong sport. The Mavericks and the Lakers. Ben. Now, moving on to our final matchup in the Western Conference, we have the number two Clippers going, going up against the number seven Mavericks. And thinking about this one, I – or. I, I think that the Mavericks don't have the playoff experience that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and their head coach, Doc Rivers, have. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Clippers, who have the second-best record in the West. They're 44-20 now. And I'm sure that by the end of the season, they would be well past 55 wins. And I think the Clippers are just going to outplay the Mavericks and keep them four to I agree with you, Ben. I think the the Clippers have a very deep bench. They have two six man of the year candidates in um, Lou Williams and whatever the other guy is, Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, yes, the center. So I think they're going to easily beat the Mavericks. Yeah, 
as well. Okay, moving on. Now, uh, we are now on to the second round, and jumping back over to the East, we had the Bucks defeat the Magic, and we had the Heat defeat the Pacers. Now I so the matchup will be the number one Bucks and the number four Heat. And looking at this one, I think the Bucks are just a much better team. The Heat do I feel like have a good chemistry with Jimmy Butler, but I think the Bucks are just a much more talented team. They have the leading MVP candidate Giannis, and I don't think the Heat will be able to keep up with them in the playoffs. So I actually have them losing to the Bucks four to one in five games. I don't think they'll be able to match up against the Bucks offense and their defense too. So. I agree with you. I think they're going to beat the Heat, but I think this could be a lot closer than some people might speculate. The Heat are a pretty good team. They have Butler, as you mentioned. But Giannis, at times, he can just like disappear. Like When he gets in foul trouble, I watched a couple games with him against the Celtics. He can just disappear on the court and does not make any impact. But most of the time, he's a very impactful player, and I think he'll get them far in the playoffs. Well, I'm taking Heat and Seven for the series. Whoa. Because the Heat twice have locked Giannis down. They're the only team that's proven that they can do that. You know, you just throw Bam Adebayo on Giannis, and I think they could easily win this series. They have, I think, the best defense in the league. Very. And Jimmy Butler has that playoff mentality that I need to win now, so I'm going to turn it on now. Very bold, Alex. Very bold. Okay, now the second matchup in the East, we have the Celtics, the Celtics defeating the Sixers and the Raptors who defeated the Nets. So we have the number three Celtics and the number seven Raptors, number two Raptors. And I think this is going to be a really close game. These are two really talented teams. The Raptors obviously have a lot of championship experience. And the Celtics are a young team with a lot of talent. And Jason Tatum is playing like a superstar lately. And I think it's going to go to seven games. But I think the it, it's hard to win back-to-back championships. It's always proven to be very hard. And I think the Celtics want it more right now. And I think they're going to beat them in game seven and move on to the semifinals. I think that when the Celtics are healthy and rolling, they can beat any team in the league, and they've proven that throughout the year. Like if they're on, if they're at their best game, they can beat the Bucks pretty easily. Problem is, they just have to find that consistency. Well, I actually went to a, uh, a Raptors versus Celtics game back in December, and we got absolutely just or the Celtics got annihilated by the Raptors. It wasn't pretty bad. That was pre Jason Tatum being like good now. So I think with his scoring output, you know, now scoring 30 a game consistently, I think, yeah, we don't have a chance in the series in Celtics and seven. Yeah, okay. Now, in the second round in the West, we have the Lakers who beat the Grizzlies and the, and the Thunder, who, in my opinion, would beat the Jazz. So I have the number five Thunder and the number one Lakers. And I think the Lakers are they they really want the championship now. It's their time with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I think they're just going to breeze past the Thunder in five games. Yes, I agree with you. I, I, I thought the Jazz were going to make it. I think the Jazz would have put up some sort of fight against the Lakers. But the Thunder, uh, if, if it's the Thunder versus the Lakers, it's a sweep 4-0. 
I think uh, Lakers Thunder. It's actually gonna be a little bit of a series because Chris Paul knows LeBron. He knows exactly how to play him because they both been in the league for so long. But Lakers still win in six. Okay. Now our our second matchup in the West is the number six Rockets and uh, number two Clippers. The, the Clippers beat the Mavericks and the Rockets beat the Nuggets. And in this one, I I think the Rockets are a good team, but I think the Clippers are a much better team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And I think the Rockets small ball is it's a unique strategy, but I don't think it's going to work too much in the playoffs because height really does matter in the playoffs. And I think the Clippers are going to win in six games. I think it could be interesting. Like I said, the Rockets are a very talented team. They have the ability to explode on a team like this. But oftentimes, Harden and Westbrook, they get selfish and they don't facilitate well and they lose. So I think it will be interesting. I think the Rockets will move on, but in like seven games. I think it'll be close. Well, I got Clippers and six here because I think the Rockets are going to get absolutely destroyed by Montrezl Harrell down low. Like they have no big man to match them. And the Clippers are just as fast as the Rockets. They play the same quick, you know, small ball and they can match them there. So I think the Clippers have to win this series. We're going to see an LA, LA Western Conference Finals. Wow. And. Speaking on that note, Alex, in the Western Conference Finals, I have the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers playing off. But after thinking about this, I just don't think that... Well, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to do it again. He's going to carry a team alongside Paul George to the Finals. And I think they're going to upset the Lakers in six games. That's very bold thinking. I don't think that the Clippers, if they have if they have a chance against the Lakers, I don't think they're going to win. I think the Lakers are their star power out, outshines the Lakers' star power. They have Anthony Davis and LeBron, who are at like the peak of their prime right now. They're they only probably have a few years left each before they deteriorate. So I think this is LeBron. He's really motivated. Anthony Davis is too. This could be one of LeBron's last chances to win a championship with a team this good. I think Lakers got to win this one just because Kawhi never plays as good as he should against LeBron. And I think the Lakers bench is just good enough to barely edge out the Clippers. I think Anthony Davis will eat Montrez Harrell for lunch down there. So Lakers and seven. forget to mention that Kawhi Leonard has been struggling with load management this year and missing games Paul George has been missing games and if they yeah, get for it then it's going to be hard well, Kawhi only sets out games in the regular season so he can be fresh from the playoffs though so he's not going to load, man- load management in a playoff game that would be crazy okay the Eastern Conference Finals we have the Bucks and the Celtics and I think the Bucks they were mad Last year, because Kawhi obviously just took over, and they they lost in six games. So I think they're going to come out really determined. And the Celtics just don't have the experience that the Bucks have. The the Bucks are one of the oldest teams in the league. I think they have a lot of experience on their roster, and they're going to win against the Celtics in seven. Games. I don't think it's going to be seven games. 
I think the Bucks are going to dispose of the Celtics fairly easily in like six games because the Celtics, I just don't think they have the endurance to go against the Bucks and play at a high level that we've seen them play at before for seven games in a row. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I have Boston Miami in this one, and I think Boston's going to win the matchup against Miami because I think we match up really well against them in terms of shutting down Bam Autobio's uh, playmaking ability. If we do that, then I think Boston can get to the finals in six and make a quintessential Lakers-Celtics matchup. No. Okay. Yes. Well, Travis, you're saying that the Bucks are going to win in six, but I went to the Celtics-Bucks game in November or October, and they came back from a 19-point deficit in one. Yes, but... They really put their mind to it. They can be the team like the Bucks, and I think they're going to put up a really good fight, but, again, the Bucks are just much better. Yes. So, the NBA Finals... I have the Clippers and the Bucks, and I think it's going to be another upset in this one. Everyone is thinking that the Bucks are going to win it, but I think the Clippers are going to upset the Bucks just like they upset the Lakers, and they're going to win the and Kawhi's going to win his second championship in a row. Okay, going back to what you said, because I didn't get to put the thought in. When you said that you were at the Celtics Bucks game and they came back from 19 points, I know the Celtics can beat the Bucks. We've seen it before. They, when they play at a high level, like I said before, they can beat anyone in the league, I think. But I don't think, we haven't seen the endurance yet that they can just play at a high level like this throughout the course of, say, seven games in a row. I think they're going to they're gonna lose some, and it's going to be the most important game that they lose. Yeah, and Kemba Walker, I guess, has hardly played any playoff games. I don't think he's played one yet. Uh. Uh, he had a short playoff series against the Heat a little while ago, but they got absolutely steamrolled. Okay. Okay, so he didn't have a deep playoff one. Okay, going back to the Bucks Lakers, the Bucks Clippers. I think the Bucks are going to overpower the Clippers in this game. Clippers, I don't think they can win it with just Kawhi. If that's the case, I mean Paul George obviously contribute, but I think Kawhi is going to be the one that is going to have to be the one that takes him to the next level. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Uh, well, and I mean, in Bucks Clippers, and Kawhi can, and Kawhi and Giannis just kind of cancel each other out. And then who's better, Paul George or Chris Middleton? I think that's an easy decision. Paul George would wipe the floor with Chris Middleton ten times out of ten. You think the uh, Bucks and six, or sorry, Clippers and six? Well, Chris Middleton is very good at mid range. And <laughs> this the whole <laughs> now then it's just either at the rim or it's a three pointer. Okay, well, here's the thing. When you take a look at the Bucks roster, first person you see is Giannis, and then after that you see Chris Middleton. Now, how the Bucks offense works is they basically have Giannis drive and then kicks it out to someone on the wing for an easy three. But no one else on the Bucks can really create their own shot. So I, I think Kawhi is very effective against Giannis, and if they shut Giannis down, then it's way easier to beat the rest of the team because they can't create their own shots. Okay. Before we get to some NFL predictions, I wanted to talk a little bit about The Last Dance, which I've been enjoying immensely. Right now I'm on episode 7. And last episode I thought was pretty interesting. Episode 7? They really painted Jordan as kind of a jerk in that one, but in the end a good teammate. What did you guys think about that? Uh, So I 
I've watched, I'm, I already watched episode eight the other night. And I think, yeah, Jordan, he does look kind of like a jerk, but it's what you need to do to win at such high level. I, I mean, had he had Jordan not retired, he wouldn't have six ring stakes. He was just so burnt out. You know, we just need to go play baseball. We need to go have fun instead of just being like super, you know, like hard nosed about uh, basketball. I mean, in the other episodes up there, I think we talked about it for a short bit in our last episode, but he was really just focusing on how great he was and all the things he did and his accomplishments and his game, big games and stuff. But this one, it focused more on his personal life. And I thought that was interesting to have a insight on that and what he thought about all these speculations and things about him. Do you have any thoughts, Ben? Well, going back to Michael Jordan being a jerk, when you think about all of the superstars in sports who have won championships, none of them are overly nice all the time. If you're going to win anything, you do have to get in your teammates' face and force them to play harder. And no overly nice person would ever win a championship. You know, even a quiet person such as Kawhi, I'm sure he can be a pain sometimes. Tom Brady, we've seen yelled at his teammates sometimes. You know, it's just what good players have to do to push their teammates to win a championship. Okay, let's move on to some NFL predictions. I took the time this week and I created a – so they released the NFL schedule, which was great. We got to see all the games when the teams are playing and their primetime matchups. And I created standings based on all the games that the teams are playing. And let's start with the AFC playoff picture. Okay. The Ravens, I have them finishing at 14 and 2 this year. They're the one seed in the in the AFC. You may Madden think that curse. you think this is a bit high, but like even if it is Madden Curse, they're still gonna win 12 games this year. Because you know who the NFL wants to be in the championship? Their new star, Lamar Jackson. They gave them the easiest schedule this year. Kind of like the Patriots last year. But what do you guys think about that? Is that too high? Well, I mean, last week I took the under on the Ravens because of the Madden curse. They're still going to win the division, but I think they're going as a three seed, 10 and 6. I think I might have took the under as well, but I, I didn't honestly didn't look at the schedule last week. I'm seeing it now. It's so easy for them. Okay. The next we have twelve and four Chiefs at the two seed. The Chiefs, their schedule, it's I guess it's fine this year. They're not an overly easy division. It's not a great division, but I think that's a reasonable spot for them. That's how many games they won last year. I don't think they got much better this year. I think they can still contribute the same amount though. Any thoughts? Their, their roster is relatively the same, but I don't think they can just repeat what they did last year with the same roster. I think if they are going to win the Super Bowl again, they're going to need to bring in someone else to have another weapon to use on offense or on, on defense. Well, they drafted running back this year, which I think was trying to counter what everyone knows about the Chiefs is that they cannot stop the run for their lives. They're all up one thing. So I think, yeah, with a good running back, he's third in betting for rookie of the year. So I think they actually could possibly repeat as champions. Yeah. I think, well, the betting for the rookie of the year, I find it really unpredictable. I remember last year, they thought Nikhil Harry was a good candidate for rookie of the year. 
he didn't turn out great. He got injured in in the preseason, I believe, and then he didn't play until in the later in the year when he was not great, to be honest. Okay, this one it's an interesting one. The Texans eleven and five. I think that they can still keep up what they're doing for the next maybe one two years if they're lucky, but they do not have a good f- f- future. Bill O'Brien has really set up their team poorly, and I don't think that in the coming years they're going to be as good as they are this year winning their division. So the Texans just traded away the best player on their franchise, and they're going to improve this year? <laughs> Gilder Hopkins is a once-in-a-lifetime wide receiver. They traded him for David Johnson's starting contract and a bag of chips. I think they can keep it up. I think they can keep Seven it up. 7-9. and 7-9. If Brandon Cooks is healthy this year, like, remember him with the Patriots? He was a weapon. I'm not saying that he's going to completely replace DeAndre Hopkins because I don't think anyone in the league can really do that. But I think he can be a good fill-in for their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I think they can win 11 games this year. Yeah, but Brandon Cooks is not in the same because he got injured in that Super Bowl. That just rocked him. Yes, but you've seen players come back from this, and I think they might. I think it's a good possibility. Okay, the next one, it pains me to say, the Buffalo Bills, 7-9. and nine. So the Bills, their Patriots have taken a big drop-off this year with Tom Brady leaving. They, don't, they didn't really pick up anyone this offseason. So the Bills, they're next in line by default. They did pretty good last year. I think they're going to easily win the AFC East. Charles, you said 7-9, and nine, right? No, 9-7. 9-7. Nine nine my mistake, my mistake. They went 10-6 and six last year, right? Yeah. So they're going to regress. You know, Josh Allen's now a year older. Josh Allen sucks. I think they. He's an idiot. No, he doesn't. He's an amazing running quarterback who can tear your defense apart. I've seen it happen with my own eyes. He can also lateral the ball in the end of a of an important playoff game. Yeah, but you know, he just needs to build that experience, and they can become a really good franchise for years to come. They just surround them with weapons. Okay, I think they'll lose at least one game to the Patriots this year. The schedule's not very generous this year. It's not terrible either. But I would also point out that they traded for Stephon Diggs, one of the best receivers in the NFL, and last year they went 10-6 and six with like Zay Jones as their best wide receiver. That's true. I think they've added a lot of depth at that position, but Stephon Diggs, he's not great. I mean, he was a good player in um, Minnesota, but I don't, think, I don't think they're winning 10 games this year. The AFC East sucks. The Bucks, Bucks are all starting to go since I've been waiting in my for a chance to really do well in the playoffs for like five years now because the Patriots won't seven years really because Tom Brady the Patriots are going to be yes. I think the Bucks are more hungry than ever now. So I can see that happening. Yeah, it's it's pretty Another team from the Texans division, the Colts at nine and seven, finishing in in fifth place in the AFC. I mean, the Colts did gain um, a good uh, defensive tackle in the Forrest Buckner after they traded their pick to the 49ers, which I think will definitely help them on the interior of their line. But I just I can't see Jacoby Brissett being a good quarterback on a good team. Actually, no, never mind. They have Philip Rivers now. 
but Philip Rivers is a certified loser. He doesn't want anything in play. So. With just backtracking for a couple seconds, um, the, the Buffalo Bills they have the fifth hardest schedule this year. So nine and seven, that's not generous. I think it's right where they're going to land. Okay, but moving on to the Colts, I think the Colts. I think that, I think that eventually they're going to take over that division from the Texans, and maybe even this year they might do it. I think they have a good chance of making a playoff run this year. Okay, the Chargers at also at nine and seven. A lot of nine and seven teams. Any thoughts on that one? Well, they got Tyrod Taylor, who's worse than Rivers, and they finished four and twelve last year. So yeah, yeah, playoff team material right there. Justin Herbert could be good, I think. Yeah, but he's not gonna play this year. I think the Chargers you said yourself on the last podcast. I'm not sure if he's gonna play this year. I said if Tyrod Taylor Sucks, which I think Tyler Taylor will. Justin Herbert will play. I think it's either a hit or miss with Tim, as you said, I think, last podcast. I think, let's see where the Chargers land on the strength of schedule. Just scrolling through now. Okay, they're at the 23rd best schedule, the hardest schedule. So they don't have a very hard schedule this year, I don't think. Their opponents from last year were 126 and 30 combined. So they don't suck. I mean, if Tyler Taylor can be functional, they have a good receiving core. Their defense is okay, I guess. They're they lost Melvin Gordon, but they they still have Austin Eckler, who's a good receiving back, and he can he's he's a, he was a good running back last year. I didn't think he'd succeed in the six spot. Okay, let's just run through the other teams very quickly because they're not going to make the playoffs. I have the Titans at also at 9-7. and seven. They just missed the playoffs. Then the Patriots at 8-8, eight and eight, which is generous to be honest. The Raiders at 8-8. Eight and eight. The Dolphins at 7-9, and nine, which I think the Dolphins have a chance to overthrow the Patriots this year if Tua plays. So and then the Steelers at 6-10. and 10. The Broncos at 6-10. and 10. The Browns also at 6-10. and 10. The Bengals at 5-10. and 10. The Jaguars at four and twelve, and the worst team in the league this year, the New York Jets. What's the Patriots' schedule like? They have the hardest schedule in the league. What kind of like do they play? All the top top playoff teams. Yes, they play Baltimore. They play Baltimore. They have a lot of. They have two road games in a row in LA against the Rams and the Chargers. Who else do they play? They play the Seahawks, the Forty ers the Chiefs. A lot of good teams in there. Don't think they'll do very good. Okay, honestly, 8-8 eight and eight for the Patriots is pretty generous, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, it's actually, the, I saw yesterday, the Patriots, their ticket sales went down the lowest in the entire league. They're, they went down 70, it went down 37% from last year. And the Bucks, on the other hand, have the highest increase. Okay. Looking at NFL jersey sales, and Tua and Tom Brady are the top seven in the league by themselves. Just different types of Dolphins and Buccaneers jerseys. That's it. Yeah. Pretty hot teams right now. Okay, NFC playoff picture. The Packers at 13-3. and I think the Packers will do good this year. I think they have a good team. They didn't draft anything, certainly. I think they can at least do as good as last year and maybe even exceed that. The Packers with that uh, first round wide receiver they didn't draft. Yeah. 
They have the fifteenth heart they have the fifteenth fifteenth strength and schedule most hardest schedule this year. So it's right in the middle. I think they'll do just as good as they did last year. How many games did they win last year? I'll look that up real quick. They won I don't know how many games they won last year, but I think they'll do good this year. I think they'll do good this year and they'll exceed some people's expectations. The Saints at twelve and four. Saints, I don't expect them to go very far in the playoffs. They never do, but they have a good, talented roster. They have a good quarterback in Drew Brees, who's at the end of his line. They have Michael Thomas, who's insane. What do you guys think? Yeah, the uh, the Saints have had a lot of upsetting playoff games like the Stefan catch and then uh, pass interference with the Rams. Oh, and the game last year against the Vikings as well. Yeah, and they just get unlucky. They do. They never get past the NFC. But they have, su- they have succeeded in the past in the regular season over the last few years. I mean, last year they finished... Last year the Saints, they finished... Thirteen and three, also last year. So they've. I think I put them at. I put them at twelve and four this year. I don't think they're going to win thirteen games, but I think they'll come close to it. The Seahawks, who are a team on the rise, I think I have them winning their division this year, twelve and four. What do you guys think? Well, interesting about the Seahawks. They actually were looking to trade Russell Wilson on twenty eighteen draft day. Yes, I saw this. First overall pick which does not fill me with confidence in the Seahawks. I, I don't think they just have the legs to a distance, honestly. Okay, yeah. Especially with Kyler on the come up, with DeAndre Hawkins in the division, and the Niners. I, I can't see them being that good. Okay, following up on that story, um, I mean, they wouldn't have gotten anything in return either. They either would have gotten one average season from Baker or Sam Darnold, who we don't really know yet because this is like Sam Darnold's make-or-break year, and... According to my standings, if they do like I think they're going to do, Sam Donald's going to be out of the league pretty quick. So the Seahawks, I think they will do good this year. I think they're improving over the course of the last couple of years in weapons and stuff. They have DK Metcalf. They keep filling in that gap. They lost Doug Baldwin. They got DK Metcalf now. I think they'll do good. Okay. The Cowboys, 11-5. and five. Yes. I think the Cowboys are going to do good this year. The same Cowboys that paid Dak like $40 million. They have one of the easiest schedules in the league. They have the 30 easiest schedule. They have the 30th hardest schedule in the league. Their schedule is absolutely terrible. Everyone they play. So they, I think they will do good this year. Any thoughts, Ben? Might have lost Ben. 49ers at 11 and 5. What do you guys think? I think the 49ers, they're a good team. They won the Super Bowl last year. I don't think they've improved, though. They lost Emmanuel Sanders, and they didn't really gain any great weapons this year. I think the 49ers are not going to do as good as they did last year. I think they I think they have good chances in the playoffs here. I don't think they're going to go much farther than like the second round, the divisional round. Well, I think their quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he kind of just showed up on the 49ers, 
and then they started doing well. But that was because he was surrounded by a really good team. But I don't think he has the experience required to. Like, I mean, they did get to the Super Bowl, but then they lost to the Chiefs. I guess it was a close game, but I don't think he has the experience to really keep winning. Yeah, their receiving court is not looking great either. They have the Debo Samuel, the rookie from last year, but that's just about it after that. I think that the 49ers are not going to do great this year. Their defense is still very good, though. Don't get me wrong on that. I think their defense could carry them to at least 10 wins this year. At least 10 wins, I'm saying. So the next team on the list, the Vikings at 10-6. and six. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I, just, I can't see Kirk Cousins winning that many games as a quarterback. Like, the Vikings, yeah, they're good all around. They still have Thielen. They have Dalvin Cook, who's one of the best running backs in the league. They have a good O-line, good defense, but Kirk Cousins just drives them down so much. Just because he can't win in primetime games. The Vikings, they have been consistent over the last couple of years, I guess. They've been at the top of their division, not like the best team. They haven't gotten past the Packers. I think they may have been on the best team like one or two years. But the Vikings, I like the Vikings. I think they have a good team. Kirk Cousins, he's not a great quarterback at all. Their defense has been good in the last couple of years. I think they could go far this year as far as wins go. They don't have an easy schedule, though. I think they're going to have to work for the 10 wins. They're going to be in some close games. Okay, now going down the list of the teams that didn't make the playoffs, said the Eagles at nine and seven, the Bucks at eight and eight, the Rams at eight and eight, the Cardinals at six and ten, the Panthers at five and eleven, the Bears at five and eleven, the Lions at four and twelve, the Falcons at four and twelve, another four and twelve team, the Redskins and the Giants at three and thirteen. Any names jump out to you on that list? Um, I just feel bad for the Lions. Why is that? I mean, I think you should put them at a little higher than 4 and 12. Mm, the Lions aren't great. They haven't done anything over the last, like, they have, actually, they've done nothing over their entire franchise history. They've made it to the playoffs a few times, but I don't see anything there. Watching the Vikings Lions game last Thanksgiving, I believe, and they were up like ten in the fourth quarter, and then they just blew in the final two minutes. Like they just can't win. And, but I think they, uh, well, Matthew Stafford, their quarterback, I think he's an okay quarterback. So I think they can get at least six wins. I'll tell you, there's third. You can go. The Buccaneers really jumped out of me on that list because they really beefed up this offseason. They went all in. They're going for this one year, and then that's it. And it's all just going to fall apart. So I think if they go eight and eight, that's a complete disappointment. And they're just going to have to wipe the house. Like with their GM, coaches, coaching staff, everyone is out of there. They just need a clean slate. I think eight and eight would be a good improvement. Not an improvement, obviously. I think that would be good for them. They've beefed up this year, but I don't see them going very far. What's Who else is in their division? Let's see. I have it right here. So they have the Saints and the in the, the Panthers and the Falcons. I think they're probably the second-best team in that division. They're not getting by the Saints this year. Tom Brady, he has one year to get. like. I think Tom Brady has two years left in the NFL. 
And after that, and after this, so after this season will be his last year. He has time to get comfortable this year, and then next year he has a run at the, he has a deep run in the playoffs. The Buccaneers, their schedule is not hard or easy. They're actually right in the middle. They're the 16th hardest schedule in the league, so that might be underappreciated. The Buccaneers, I think they could they could win over eight games, but I said eight and eight. They probably have like the best wide receiving core in the league. They have Evans, Godwin, and they just picked up Gronk a couple weeks, like maybe a week ago. So they're all set there. Their defense is not great though. They have the linebacking cores, which is a good, but the defensive backs are terrible. Um, well, because there's two parts to a, a pass. There's Tom Brady, the great quarterback who will throw it. But this happened to Brady and the Patriots last year. There was no one to catch it on the other end. And that was why they couldn't really win the game. So, yeah, they're, they're going to need good receivers. I don't know if Tom Brady is going to be totally comfortable there because his style is a lot different. He had Julian Edelman who he just like checked down to literally all the time last year. I think this will be a, a different setting for him where his receivers basically just say, I'm going deep, throw it to me, and they'll catch it half the time. I don't know if he'll be totally comfortable. The Bucks have two top five wide receivers in this league. They have Mike Evans and they have Chris Godwin. Like Evans is your deep threat. He's the guy will moss people, just jump over them, catch a ball when you really need the most. And Godwin can be the guy that can run those slants. And they also have two great tight ends in O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski that will both, I think, make really good contributions to the team. I mean, Gronk's coming back, but he's just not in game shape, and he's not really going to be effective, and he's not really going to help them. Speaking of Gronk, happy birthday, Gronk. When we filmed this today on Thursday, Gronk, it's Gronk's 31st birthday. So he's actually a lot older than I thought. I thought he was turning 30. Okay, and I want to I want to go over the Patriots games because I was being generous with 8-8 eight and eight with the Patriots, to be honest. I think they could lose a lot of these games that they say that I say that they're going to win easily. Okay, Patriots versus Dolphins. Who's going to win that game, guys? Uh, is it... It's at Miami, at Miami. It's the Miami oh, yeah. game. Yeah, Dolphins. I, I don't think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I think that if two is playing, that I I think if two is playing, it's not going to help them overly either. It's going to be two his first game. I think they're going to have to get used to it, their new team style and stuff. I don't think they're going to win that game. I think the Patriots can beat them pretty easily. Well, um, all the teams in the uh, AFC East, We'll have a boost of confidence now that the Patriots are like weakened, and the Dolphins are just going to feel more confident and they're going to play better because they know that the Patriots are as good as Tom Brady. And they're just going to I mean, they beat them last year when they did have Tom Brady. That's a good point. Why would they not beat them this year? Okay. The Seahawks versus the Patriots. I think that's a pretty easy one. It's at New England. I think the Seahawks are going to take that. Okay, moving on to the next one. Patriots versus Raiders. I think this will be a very close game. I said the Patriots were going to win this one, but I'm not sure because the Raiders, they've gotten a couple, they got a good weapon in the draft. They got a, the wide receiver from Alabama, and I think that they have a chance to win this game. Um, yeah, I think I think Patriots are still going to win this one just because the Raiders 
aren't that good. Well, the Patriots obviously aren't as good now, but they're still a good football team. And, like, there's some teams like the Raiders that you just can't lose. Yes. Okay, moving on to the next Patriots game. We have the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Don't think this is much of a question. I feel like they've had the Chiefs every year. Is it just me? Well, I mean, it's just one of the matchups the NFL does to build a rivalry, which we have with the Chiefs. Now we used to always play Pittsburgh a lot in the Colts because they were competitive teams that we play. But yeah, I think Patriots can absolutely dominated Chiefs. Yes. I mean, they beat the Chiefs a couple years ago twice, but that was when their team was a lot better. Don't think the Patriots have a chance against the Chiefs, especially with Jared Stidham. Patriots versus Broncos. Okay, I put the Broncos low in my standings, but I think they have the potential this year or next year because they really beefed up their team. They got all these weapons in the draft, and I think they the Broncos they are not going to win this game. I think the Patriots are going to win, but the Broncos in the next few years, you might have to watch out for them. It could be on the rise. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke, I think it's going to be a great quarterback in the next few years. You can see flashes of it in the season. He has to protect the ball, and I think he has to get it to his good tight ends. And I think they actually might have a chance in this game. Why didn't, close. why didn't they play Drew Locke last year when Flacco got hurt? Was there something going on? Uh, I think – I'm not sure. I mean, the Broncos' front office is a disaster. They just like drafting tall, tall quarterbacks. That's what they do. Yes. But – I feel like every quarterback since Peyton Manning has been an absolute bust on the Broncos. They got Paxton Lynch and all those other guys. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Brock Osweiler. Brock Os- I thought Brock Osweiler was going to be good. He beat the Patriots one time. Fun month. Yeah, it was great. It was a real fun month. I remember he, he won like four games and the Texans paid him $72 million yep. for him to sit on the bench. <laughs> I know. Now he's just sitting on the Houston bench doing nothing behind Sean Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's probably making less money at this point than Brock Osweiler, right? Is he? Probably. 49ers versus Patriots. The 49ers, the defending Super Bowl champions, are going to take this one pretty easily. What do you guys think? Easy game? Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one. Bills, Patriots. At, I think Bills, Patriots here. Who's going to win? I think this one's. Uh, I think Bills. Bills have to win this game. You know, I think they're a better team now. They are, and they're they're the next for the AFC's crown. They got the division this year. And you think the Bills know that if they don't win against the Patriots without Tom Brady, then they're never going to be any team in the playoffs. So I think they'll realize that if they split, they'll just get it done. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to take this win easily. Okay, Patriots versus Jets. Patriots are going to win that, I believe. Jets, Jets are terrible unless Donald takes a big step up this year. They're going to be a bottom dweller for a long time because of terrible front office management. Yes, like I said earlier, this is like Donald's year to really prove that he can be something in this league, or I don't think he's going to last very long after this year if they don't do very good. The Ravens versus the Patriots. Not really a question there. The Ravens are going to win. Moving on. The Texans versus the Patriots. The Texans. I'm taking Patriots in this one oh. because, again, I think the Texans are terrible now that they've traded DeAndre Hopkins for a Subway sandwich wrapper and 15 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
against it. I, I think the text Sean Watson, he has played okay against us in the past. But I think Bill, or Bill Belichick knows what Bill Bryan can do in these kind of games. So, Patriots. Yes, I think I think they're going to definitely win that. Okay, after the Patriots versus Texans, you have the Cardinals versus the Patriots. And the Cardinals, don't sleep on the Cardinals. They could be good this year. I don't think they'll be great. I don't have them making the playoffs, but they could be something at the Patriots here. Well, again, I think the Cardinals are much better this year. And now they have DeAndre Hawkins, and they uh, grabbed Isaiah Simmons in the draft to really be the defense. And I think Cardinals are going to take a win here. Yeah. Okay, the Chargers versus the Patriots. This is the first of their two L.A. road games in a row. I think the – who do I have winning this game? I think that the Charger, Chargers are going to lose this game to the Patriots. I think the Chargers are great this year. I think this is going to be one of the – I think this is a generous win to give to the Patriots, to be honest. I think the Chargers could easily win this. The Patriots are going to have to fight for this one. The next game with their last road game in L.A., Against the Rams, I think the Rams are going to be a solid team this year, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. I think that's what I said in the standings. They're not going to win two games in a row in L.A. In LA. The Rams are going to win this game. The Rams versus the Patriots? Yeah. I, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. Even the Rams do have Jalen Ramsey. They lost Todd Gurley this offseason, which makes him a big hit. He was terrible last year in fantasy on my team. Lucas didn't worry. But I think the Patriots win this game. You think the Patriots win two in a row? Yeah, I think they can do it. Well, the funny thing about that Chargers game is that even though the Chargers are the home team, they're going to be getting back from their away game later than the Patriots get to LA. So That's true. Some, uh, travel fatigue from the Chargers. That's true. I don't think the Patriots have I, – I think we're all blinded by the fact that the Patriots have been so good over the last couple of years. I mean, the first year I started watching the Patriots, they – they won the Super Bowl and the, and the Seahawks. I mean, I think we're blinded by the fact the Patriots have been great or late, or late, lately. And I think that they're not going to have a great year this year, and that's going to be a really big wake-up call for us. Yes. Okay, my mistake. This one's the Miami game, Patriots versus Dolphins. What do you guys yeah, think? This, this is the one that we lose, yeah. In Miami. It's in Miami. So I think the Dolphins are going to win this one as well. I think that by this point they'll have a they'll have a plan for the year. I think Tua will hopefully be playing at this point, so the pa- Patriots don't have a ch- stand a chance against Tua. It really is something. The Patriots final game: Patriots versus Jets. I think it's pretty close. Patriots. Cl- Patriots? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a throwaway game. Not going to matter for any of these teams, but the Patriots are just better. Yeah, I think the Patriots are also going to win this. The Jets are not going to do good this year. So, how many wins does that add up to? Six, definitely, or eight? Eight. I had the Patriots at eight and eight. Okay, Alex, you had something you wanted to add about the NHL rebooting so, their season. Yes, so the NHL is looking to reboot their season, and I have a crazy way that they could do it. So the, what the NHL would need to do would to be um, they need to play the entire season out in only Pennsylvania. So they invite the best 10 teams. They each do like a five-game warm-up, right? And so they can they put all the Western teams in Pittsburgh, all the East teams in Philadelphia, 
because this is the only state where COVID cases are going down and where they have two NHL teams where they could play, you know, three games per day in one stadium. And so they, for the beginning of the playoffs, they're going to have the seven, the uh, eight and nine seeds and the seven and 10 seeds have playing games to play into like the playoff bracket, which I just made it like the NBA one. Cause I think that makes a lot more sense than the current NHL model, which is just a complete disaster. And it'll end up being an 18 playoff and they're going to face off in the end. It's going to go three games to the first round, five games, to the second round and then seven for the rest. What do you guys think? I think this is a good idea. I'm just wondering, why would they not do it in some place like Florida? Why Pennsylvania? I mean, the cases are going down there, as you said. But I don't think Pennsylvania is opening up, are they? Is Pennsylvania open up for sports? No, I don't think so. But the NHL said specifically that they need like two stadiums to be able to make this work. They need to have a professional stadium with four locker rooms so they can switch out the teams and disinfect it in between just because they're trying to keep code cases low. And so I think Pennsylvania was really the only place that matched it, except for New York and California, which are going to be in lockdown for a long time. Yes, I think a structure like this could work for the NBA too. I know that they were talking about maybe putting it in Disney World. I don't know if the players will be like on board with these with this form of getting back to sports, but I think it's going to be the only way if they want to resume anytime sooner and salvage the season. Okay. Do we have any final thoughts? I actually have a story. Yeah, Alex? Well, the, the NHL is also uh, thinking about moving their draft to June before the season, which would mean that they wouldn't be allowed to trade players for the draft unless your team was uh, deemed eliminated by this playoff I have going. So yeah, there's two- the order would be determined by the team record at suspension and then like for the bottom 12 teams in the league. And then the rest of the teams would play out their um, playoff. And then the rest of the draft order would be determined by that. Interesting. So I'm hearing that they're going to put fake crowds in the stands, like virtual fans. They're going to pump in crowd noise, which I think is going to be beneficial, especially for NFL games. Because if you don't have um, crowd noise in NFL games, it's just going to sound weird. And NBA playoff games as well. I think baseball will be fine if there's no crowd noise or anything. Because, frankly, they don't really have any fans of baseball usually anyways that are making a lot of noise. And hockey, I think, will be kind of weird. I think they'll get over it, though. Um, but the NA- the NFL and the NBA playoffs, especially the playoffs in the NBA, you're going to need a crowd there. But they're talking about putting, like, mannequins in the stands. What's even the point of that? Well, I mean, the, the Taiwan uh, Baseball League did that, and it actually worked out okay for them. But I think, like, especially in the uh, NBA where they do so much trash talking, because they're right there, one another, next one another. Like Patrick Beverly had a great quote. Like the refs only hear half of what we say. And now they're going to hear everything we say. There's going to be a lot more text in the playoffs, I think, than there were before. Also, I think the same thing goes for the NFL, except for like a different format. So the NFL, they're saying all these plays in their huddle, right? They're doing all this stuff. The teams are going to look for an edge any way they can. So if they hear those plays, which is going to be a lot easier now, they're going to hear everything the other team's saying. They're going to look at their game film and try to listen for it. I think that they have to put crowd noise in. I think mannequins is just a bit far, though. Like putting 60,000 mannequins in a stadium. Yeah. Okay. One more thing. Anis Cantor, he's accepted a contract from the WWE to become a wrestler after his pro basketball career. I mean, Anis Cantor is an absolute legend. I was going to say, he is a legend. You know, he's going to pull up. 
you know, pull a Gronk, go to the WWE. I think honestly, he could he could succeed there, but even at WWE stage, he does have great reach as a boxer. He's a really big guy. So, you know. yeah, I don't think this is like kind of commitment you want. So, when's he a free agent next? I think he's a free agent in like two years. So, if you already know this guy is um, committed to the WWE in a couple of years. It sounds like he's already like moving on from sports and stuff. I don't know if this is the kind of commitment you want. You'd think like a role player like him would be. Oh, I love basketball. I'm all about basketball. I'm all about what's best for the team. But it sounds like the Celtics are just another stop on his road to fame. What do you think, Ben? Well, I also think that Cantor he's a he's great on offense, but not the best on defense. And when you combine that with the fact that Obviously, he has a team that's committed if he wants to go wrestle. So I think he's. I think he should just leave basketball early and just join the pro wrestling next year or when it starts up again. Yeah. Hey, let's remind that, like Ennis's family is trapped in Turkey thanks to their oppressive regime. So I think this might be a move by Ennis to try to just put himself more out of the public spotlight, but still stay in sports so he can like still have a voice. And maybe he can get his family back because he's been locked in a turkey for, I think, maybe six or seven years. It's terrible. Yeah, and this catch is a very interesting guy. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we wrap up? All good. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. Alex, Ben, good job. Ben, this is your first episode. You did great. We'll see you next time on Sideline Sports. Goodbye. <laughs>